0: You're listening to The Thrill Train, episode number seven. And in this week's episode, we're at Busch Gardens, Tampa Bay. We're having a great weekend, and we're going to be telling you all about it coming up in just a few. So let's hop on board the train. Like a souped-up street racer on jet fuel, lightning rod last song. Iron Gwazi is North America's fastest and steepest hybrid roller coaster. The tallest and fastest roller coasters. It then plummets. Top speed, 73 miles an hour. Universal Studios in Orlando opening up Jurassic world. classic coaster. Something about 20 seconds of airtime. What is happening? Attention, all theme park enthusiasts! The Thrill Train podcast is online. Here your hosts, John and Ryan. Welcome back to the show. It is the Thrill Train podcast, episode number seven, and we've got a pretty much a banger of an episode coming at you. Uh, of course, you know my name is Ryan, and on the other mic, we have the only podcast. On Spotify, hosted by Time Magazine, Person of the Year 2006, is Johnny Jonathan. Welcome to the show. That is right, folks.
1: This is Johnny on the other mic with Ryan. We are your two MCs for the next hour, so buckle up. Here we go. Keep Uh, it locked. And keep it locked. Uh, We're going to be talking about our recent trip we just got back from bush gardens tampa that's right my mind i can't even put words together because my mind is scrambled from riding iron quasi i can't even fathom the things that thing does to my body so i apologize if my thoughts are all over the place that thing just does some
0: bad things to you so we're zero out of five dentists recommend
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing just just attacks you. So, yeah, we're going to uh, be talking about all kinds of fun things that we got to do at Busch Gardens Tampa.
0: But first, I think we're going to be recapping a couple of things from our last podcast. Hit us with some knowledge, Ryan. Guys, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. We literally just got back uh, from our road trip, my suitcase is still in the car i still haven't even gotten the suitcase out of the car yet my wife and is like, will Woo. be for the next three weeks <laughs> yeah, my wife is like can you go get my shampoo please i gotta take a bath i'm like it's late i know we gotta hurry up so let's do the minutes i want to do this from now on on our episode because we're getting some feedback some fan feedback and stuff so i want to recap some minutes of the last show and recap what happened <laughs> some minutes like this <laughs> this meeting is now in order Ah. Welcome to the show we've now called The Meeting to Order, Minutes from the Last Show. This includes uh, some things from the last show and things that happened during the week that's not really newsworthy, but I just kind of want to mention it to you. I got a handful of things here. Number one, I'm back on the murder shows, the murder podcast. So I don't know. Our show could go dark for a few weeks. And when I mean dark, I mean we could just talk about every accident that's happened at every park because I've been listening to some terrible stuff and then i wonder not only why am i listening to it but why would someone produce something like this why is someone laying in bed at night thinking the body was found murdered beaten in a ditch
1: (laughs) and i listen Listen, to it here we are we're talking about it now you're just exacerbating the problem
0: that's what happened that's what happened big word for the
1: day johnny's bringing out the dictionary
0: yeah the um The juxtaposition of where our show was at the beginning (laughs) and now is quite absurd. Um, These notes, by the way, are in no particular order. So it may get into theme parks. It may not. Um, The second note I have is uh, some Six Flags comments uh, from the notes of last week. I actually forgot some of my notes. I didn't scroll down. We were talking about Six Flags. And we were talking about um, the rumor going around that the president had – gotten let go of uh, the presidents of some of the six flags parks have gotten let go john and i actually saw a clipping of a six flags the parent company of six flags they have a job opening for the president of the park it's six flags over georgia and several other parks so it definitely was true that definitely did happen we so were talking-
1: polish up your resume and your linkedin profile and submit your application to be the president of Six Flags Over Georgia.
0: <laughs> I sent I sent them my resume. I said, We come as a pair. You ever seen the movie Have Step you Brothers? Ever
1: heard the Thrill Train
0: podcast? We are ready to run this park, baby. Come on now. That is us. Um another note we were talking about is Six Flags, some of the um staffing issues, not excuse me, not the staffing issues, the um the guest attendee issues. Uh yeah. about two but, trips. But, but, in, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to cut
1: you off there, but I actually saw today the other day Carowinds shut their park down early. They closed the entire park because of some shenanigans from some of their park guests and then somebody got threatened and it was a whole deal and so they they literally closed the park for, for early for a day. So mm-hmm. this may be more of a uh, nationwide thing. I don't know. <laughs> I
0: don't, anyways, it, it really is. We talked about in the first episode, which I don't recommend you go back and listen to it because it's not that good. Honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> we talked about in the first episode, the VelociCoaster, how kind of as a, as a inside joke, they gave away free churros and uh, guests were just throwing them on the ground, throwing them in the flower bed and stuff, making a big mess. It reminded me of two trips ago Maybe even over a year ago when I went to Six Flags over Georgia, I think it was Dole, like the Fruit Company, or maybe somewhere else, Monty Del Monte. Who I don't, I'm not a big Del Monte Green Beans. Yeah, I am not. Listen, I am not a member of a Big Fruit. Okay, Big Vegetable, <laughs> Big Can. I'm I'm not a I'm not a member of that. But I think it was Dole. They had a sponsorship or some kind of partnership with the park. And when I saw that, I was like, this is great. This is something cool. They're giving away free peaches and pears, the little the little plastic cups of those. They're giving those away for free. Uh, it's a hot day. This is great. Yeah. What do you think happened to those? You think people threw, threw them down their neck real quick and, and cooled off, got a quick treat, or they took them home to the kids? No. They threw them at each other. They threw them at yeah. roller coasters. They threw them at the rides. So... There's not a whole lot you can do when when your guests are or, or ruining the fun. We,
1: we can't have nothing nice. You can't have nothing nice. Somebody's always going to ruin it. You can bank on it. It doesn't matter how good you behave. Somebody is going to ruin the fun for you. It's a tale as old as time. And, yeah, I mean, they're like, here comes the train.
0: Let's see if we can hit somebody in the face. Boom. <laughs> Just yeah. You're toting a can't. felony the rest of your life, but it was worth it, man. <laughs> it was worth yeah, it, it was I'm telling you. Good uh there was a uh, swing ride that crashed I don't know if you want to talk about that in the news later on but uh Jeez. the the big blue LED swing ride that crashed over in India somewhere over overseas um probably need to bring yeah. that up later on yeah yeah that
1: uh, looked pretty bad to be honest with you I watched the video and it looked uh less than desirable let's say I I, I really actually I I think somebody might have died. Um, it was not good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you. Thankfully, I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like that in the states, uh, to my knowledge, because I think, I think our safety protocols are a little bit more robust, maybe than they are in we India. Hope. But yeah, we're really banking on that because um, this thing—it looked pretty, pretty nasty. So I don't know if you want to check it out or not.
0: I'm sure you can just Google it if you really wanted to. But yeah, it's <laughs> not good so we got some listener feedback from our last couple episodes where i mentioned that trains at theme parks are awesome and i'm here to tell you right now they are i don't care if it's the seuss trolley train ride or the hogwarts express trains are cool and they're gonna be on my list okay i'm i'm just saying
1: okay yeah so uh the if you're curious who the listener feedback was uh it was my nephew a 2-year-old. That's who that's who yeah, He was back. like Uncle, that they Ryan, were awesome.
0: Uncle Ryan loves trains and so do I. <laughs> and we, nah. He loves it. Nah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> if you're curious about what your kids are going to love, maybe tune into Ryan's list.
0: That's, that's what we need. That, that, we need our own set. We're going to go our separate ways. We're going we're going to split up like uh the Spice girls, we just like going to the split up. boys. That's right. we're gonna do our own thing that's right. listen to Ryan's yeah. list coming out this so weekend on spotify if you if you want the
1: biggest baddest roller coasters on the planet, you come to Johnny. Yeah. but if, if you, you want the the
0: teeny weeny weenie Hut junior, then you go to Ryan's list. It's called a family rides, okay it's not weeny <laughs> Hut junior. <laughs> Moving on from that. We don't get into politics here. We don't get into none of that. We don't get into uh-uh. BS from Hollywood, but I'm going to bring this up. I think it's been resolved because when I put this on my list, it was days and days ago. Did you see the vir- the video of Harry Styles spitting on um Chris Pine? Yeah. Yeah. Was that legit? Did he actually spit on him? So, I think what happened, somebody says that no that he didn't spit, but it was like a it's like a kind of weird thing. They were in their own world. Like Harry Styles was like sitting down in his chair and he wasn't paying attention. And then Chris Pine lost his sunglasses and he was like, wow. Like he looked down, he thought his sunglasses were there, but they weren't or something like that. So most people are saying, no, it was way over, overhyped. It, it, it didn't happen. But I wanted to put it on the list solely for this. A man who walks around in strawberry glitter pants spits <laughs> on Captain Kirk. Uh-uh. Have you lost <laughs> we, your mind? He <laughs> you ain't mind? here for that. No, sir. But I'm saying in uh, a fight, let's say you walk up to a guy and you spit on him. You just you just asked for a fight, correct? If I spit on that, you, I'm yeah. about to total whooping. So yeah, you're going to no walk doubt. around in a glitter tube top and spit on Captain <laughs> Kirk? It's almost no. like the, the the Batman movie when they say, you discovered who Batman is and you're he walks around beating people to a pulp every night and your first thought was to blackmail him? Uh-uh, buddy. You lost it. Mm, mm, bad news. I actually saw where he
1: was at a concert and <laughs> I think he opened up. He was like, yeah, a uh, long, crazy night. Had to get back here. Uh had to go spit on Chris Pine or something like that. So he made a joke about it. So, yeah, I don't think it was what it looked like it was. But you're right, though. If I'm wearing strawberry pants and I go spit on Captain Kirk, I can just go ahead and assume I'm about to get my tail beat. That's just kind of, that's just a very safe assumption.
0: Yeah, you're dang right. Um, So another thing is that my wife falls for um, parody news articles. She's like, did you like see? like the National Enquirer? No, 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 no. It's like Princess <laughs> Diana found alive with Elvis at Oprah. With and an an alien. With, with <laughs> aliens, they're back. They built the pyramids. Uh <laughs> no, no. Like, you ain't gonna like,
1: believe it, but George Washington has been in a bunker under the White House <laughs> <laughs> all these
0: years. <laughs> He's inside Mount Rushmore up the nose. Um, Why do you think they built it? It's his it's his escape house. <laughs> so um nothing nothing crazy like that but if it comes from a parody website that's not obvious like sometimes it'll get her and those never get me but let me tell you what does get me sometimes is theme park parody and somebody on instagram posted that top thrill dragster was getting a chain lift and i was like oh man i need to send that to jonathan this is news and then i went to send it and my finger slid over to save i was like Better save that for later. (laughs) Because let me tell you, if Ryan would have sent me something that's like, man, can you believe
1: it's getting a chain lift? It would have been in fuego. I would have roasted him to kingdom come.
0: (laughs) It it was bad. I luckily, when in doubt, take the long route. So I was like, I I think I'll I'll Google this before I send it. (laughs) Somebody made, somebody made an actual 3D render of the train going one mile an hour up a 420-foot cliff, and I was like, this, this is not right. This is not true. <laughs> this is incorrect. Oh, I'm gonna, I wish
1: you would have sent me that right.
0: I'm going to wrap things up uh, with the last little recap here. Um, our friends over at Bright Sun Films have made – uh, several good videos, recapping some stuff. And one of which is Marine land. Uh, you saw the video Marine land. That was very interesting. What's going on at Marine land. They do have one roller coaster, a lot of flat rides. It's kind of an Anarchy park. I don't know what's going on. I suggest everyone check it out. Uh, he also, or he is in they they did a, a video on horizons, test track, mission space, all of that. um, it's really cool because you know Horizons was on one of um, one of my top three attractions. I never got to experience for a close, so it's uh, it's very interesting. So that's the minutes from last week's show and last week's um, happenings in the world. Unless you've got something else, we're going to move right along.
1: Uh, I do not believe so.
0: This session is adjourned. Meeting adjourned. That is the <laughs> nozzle. That is the nozzle to my Dyson vacuum cleaner. because only I, was, I was looking for something to make the noise, and you came in so clutch. It's what we do. It's what we do. So, uh, yeah, we got to go to Bush Gardens. We stayed at a, at a nice bed and breakfast down in South Florida, and uh, all, all inclusive bed and breakfast. And, um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and Go about the day. We're going to recap all the rides, some things we loved, some things we hated, um, some things we're going to save Until after the break. But before, you know, well before we go into the break, I want you to go ahead and kind of take us through what happened, just in general, our experiences from the time we left uh, to go to the park until about lunchtime. So I'll I'll turn it over to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to Busch Gardens Tampa, and it's me and my wife Ryan and his wife and to be honest the the forecast for the day weather-wise was kind of gloomy it was saying maybe thunderstorms starting around like two o'clock so in our heads we're like ah maybe the crowds won't be too bad we can hop on everything pretty quick and we get to the park and we realize ah it might be a little more crowded than we thought it was going to be but no big deal we're still gonna have a good day so the way that I was planning on my wife to get in the park is I have a gold pass and you know I was gonna redeem a free guest ticket for my wife to get in the park. Well, I can't pull it up on my phone, on the app for some reason. So I was like, no big deal. We'll go to the little self-service kiosk that they have outside the gate and I'll print her ticket there. So I go to the kiosk and it's just not pulling it up. I don't know why, but it wasn't pulling it up. So it's we had like to it, wait in line. It didn't even give you the go, option, though. Yeah, it wasn't even there. I mean, it just wasn't even an option. But I knew that wasn't right. I had done my research. I knew there wasn't like some blackout date or something. So we had to go wait in line at the ticket counter, which we waited probably, what did you say, like 30 minutes?
0: Yeah. Maybe not yeah. Thir- between 20, 25, 30 minutes. So, I mean, we we sat around, we burned some percentages on the phone battery, I'll tell you. No doubt. And, you know,
1: it was a little inconvenient, but the guy who helped us was super nice. I just told him what was going on. He scanned my pass. um, And then he was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely glitching or something. And so, I mean, he printed out a ticket, no problem. So he was super helpful.
0: And we started our day. um, And we. Before we leave there, before we leave that part, um, on a scale of one through A, five stars down to whatever. What do you give the rating for the ticket system experience that you experienced at Busch Gardens? I don't love it. I
1: I really don't love the ticket system at Busch Gardens. Um, At a scale of 1 through 10, I'd give it a 5. It's not the worst, but it's it's definitely not the best.
0: I feel like they could have compensated you a little better afterwards. Like, oh, your party, let's give you a one-off. Not that I expect anything for free in life, but... I feel like most parks I go to when it's their fault and you lose, I mean, we're only going to be there six hours. So, I mean, we lose 10% of the day or something like that, you know, eight, eight percent yeah. of our day. Maybe they could have hit you with a quick cue or a hot dog or something like that. And they were like, have a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, he was friendly, but yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't give anything extra <laughs> by any means, but Anyway, so just be prepared. If you're going to Bush Gardens, make sure you got all your tickets in order and everything. And I mean, you should do that anyways. But um, so we just had to do that. That was a little inconvenient. But the last time we went, we did not get to do cheetah hunt. I had done cheetah hunt previously a long time ago, but nobody else in our group had done cheetah hunt. And I knew that it was a fun ride that I thought they would all enjoy. So the first thing we did, we shot over to cheetah hunt and it was posted a 65 minute wait. And... To be honest, once we started moving in line, I was like, no way we're gonna wait 65 minutes. But we ended up waiting 60 minutes. I mean, we timed it from the second we got in there and it was a 60 minute wait. Um, And to me, it was a fun ride. It's been a while since I've gotten to ride that. I mean, like seven or eight years. And I mean, it's a fun ride. The, The problem is, is when that ride first came out, you know, Intamin was just really getting big into their Blitz coasters. And this was a pretty revolutionary coaster when it came out. Um, so since then, uh, so many bigger, batter, better Intimates have come out, including like Velocicoaster right down the road. So and now going back and riding it, it's still a really fun ride, but it's just not quite as thrilling as I remembered it. What, how would you rate your first appearance on the Cheetah, Cheetah Run, Cheetah Hunt, whatever it is?
0: Yeah, I kept calling it Cheetah Run too. I'm not sure why we... We got cheetah Hunt. <laughs> The Mandela effect in another universe—it's called the cheetah run. Um, some of my notes I wrote: good restraints. I actually like the restraints. Now, like you said about the Velocicoaster coaster, has only a unencumbered lap bar. Um, this is an over the shoulder restraint, so you you don't have as much thrill. You don't have as much chance of dying. Um, but I thought the the restraints were good because they were pretty low profile. It was almost like Really thick rubber uh, seat belts coming over over your shoulder, so um, there wasn't not really a lot of head knocking like there would be on an SLC or anything like that. You know, with two footballs to the left and right of your head, so the restraints are pretty low profile. Um, I classify the Cheetah Hunt as what I expect from Intamin, um, just a classic Intamin ride. If if it wasn't as good, I would be pretty Pretty uh, disappointed in Intamin. Um, it w- didn't blow me away, but you know we're we're pretty used to riding the big boys. You know the really intense stuff. So I mean, yes, it is it is kind of a family ride. It's very smooth. Um, I've been on several coasters that are that old or younger that are not as smooth. So pretty smooth. Good misdirection in some areas. Like you think you're about to go over a hill and you make a sharp right, like you didn't. You didn't. You didn't know so. Uh, good misdirection, it's thrill for all ages, very slow load times. That's not anything to do with the ride itself, I don't think, because they have two loading and unloading stations. They were only using one, and they were taking a minute to get these trains out the station. So that's just a, a, a point to know about just, I guess, the operations of the park.
1: Yeah, because we're going to hit on that again in a little bit. But so, yeah, we did the cheetah hunt and it was fun. Um, After we did the cheetah hunt, we got us a little snack and went over to ride Montu because we saw it was only a five minute wait and it should have only been a five minute wait. It was basically a walk on, but we opted to wait in the line for the front row. And then we had just gotten in line and it looked like somebody puked. So because of that we, we hope it's yeah, something happened on the ride so they had to shut it down clean it do the whole deal so we ended up waiting in line for that maybe like 15 minutes or so but it still wasn't a bad wait and montu is just so good it just delivers for those who don't know it's a b&m inverted coaster and to be honest it's probably i know a lot of people think it is the best b&m inverted coder uh, inverted coaster in the planet I don't know. I haven't ridden all the B&M inverted coasters, but it's so good. I, it would be tough to top. So everybody in our party liked that ride. Um, so we
0: did that. And so I wrote we, in my notes that it was better than it's better than the Batman B and M at Six Flags. Um, oh yeah. I can only oh say yeah. that because I rode Batman a month ago at Six Flags over Georgia, and I was talking with Jonathan. I'm not sure that all Batman Batman ride are clones i know there's a lot of BM batmans but i heard some news that we'll talk about sometime in a future episode that some some people run theirs in reverse or something like that and i know that you you can't really do that with that setup but anyways um i can i can state that it is more intense and longer it is a long ride um more intense than batman um at six flags so yeah i I give montu thumbs up i was reaching for my wallet the whole time i knew it was about to fly out i didn't know what was about to fly out of me (laughs) according to what we just saw on the, the people before us. So uh, <laughs> fast, fast load times. Uh, aside from that incident, um, I think load times were under two minutes. So they were, oh, they yeah, were yeah, getting yeah. Them in their, and out.
1: Their load times were good. They were not stacking trains. They were only running two trains, but they weren't stacking. The second, the uh, other the other train was hitting the brake run. They were dispatching the other one. So, they, I mean, that, kudos to that crew. They had them pumping out of there and uh we had a lot of fun on that then we hopped right on over right beside montu is the cobra's curse which is a family mock rides kind of i'm not going to call it a spinning coaster some of it spins some of it goes backwards some of it goes forwards a pretty unique ride family ride um and ryan did not partake in this one because he was uh, a little nervous about going backwards in the spinning part didn't want to get him sick so um, this was actually our first time riding it though. I had never had the opportunity to do Cobra's Curse and it was a ton of fun. That's really the best way I know how to describe it. We all, me, my wife and Ryan's wife got off and we were like, that was just pure fun. I mean, you know, it's not going to blow you away. There's nothing just crazy about it, but uh, it's just a ton of fun to ride. It was really well done. The queue had a lot of theming to it. I mean, they really kind of built up the story. And there's really no theming once you get on the ride. But, um, yeah, a lot of fun on the Kobus Curse. It's a lot of fun to watch, too. They have some really good vantage points where you can take good video and picture of it. So, uh, thumbs up for the Kobus Curse. And
0: I believe, did we get lunch after that? I don't think. No, we didn't. We didn't. We no, did. we went
1: and did Iron Gwazi after that.
0: Because let me tell you, rule number one that you need to know is you don't eat before you get on the Velocicoaster or the Iron Gwazi. That is a rookie move, and we needed lunch. I'm talking we were low on the calories. We were straight burning water at that point. So we needed lunch, but we went ahead. We said, you know what? We're going to go past Iron Gwazi. Uh, we're going to go through it and then go uh, go to lunch. So we did Iron Gwazi. You, you can go ahead on that. I've got, a, I've got a couple notes. Again, I didn't ride the Cobra's Curse. I got a lot of cool shots uh, I don't. I don't really do reverse. I gotta. I gotta pace myself on the rides. It looked really fun. It wasn't onboard audio, but there was audio in different sections of the ride, so it, it kind of yelled at you and played some music, which was pretty cool. So that was Cobra's Curse. I'll turn it over to you for uh, Iron Gwazi. Yeah. Okay. So Iron
1: Gwazi, we had all done it before, um, but it's always good to get back on it, and it is still just as good as we remembered it. I mean, just relentless, fast-paced, nonstop. You you know descend over a 200-foot hill. Uh, You've got the outer bank turn. You've got the death roll. You've got uh, the wave turn. You've got the stall. I mean, there are so many elements packed into this thing, and you're taking them all as fast as that thing will go. I mean, there's no brake run in the middle, which is great. I hate brake runs, so. This thing just whips you around. You don't. I mean, talk about disorienting. This thing is just ridiculous. You don't know what way you're going next. It's flinging you out of your seat. I had my hands up the whole time, and I mean, it literally feels like this thing's trying to send you to the moon. It's trying to launch. I nearly lost of your my seat. shirt.
0: I had on a Hawaiian yeah. shirt, a hula shirt, and I about lost it. I mean, literally, I had my skin was stuck to the back of the of the seat of the ride vehicle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. But it's a ton of fun. I mean, it's it is super intense, but like it's it's a really enjoyable ride. Glass smooth, like most RMCs are, so it's it's a blast. Now, I mentioned no brake run, and Ryan was talking about operations in the park. Because there is no brake run, the maximum number of trains that Iron Gwazi can run is 2. With that being said, the operations on this joint are so slow or at least they were when we were there i mean on several occasions we saw where it was over 250 seconds before they dispatched a train and that is just ridiculous you talk about adding tons of what just unnecessary wait time and it just seems like they were moving slow i don't know i mean they kind of picked it up towards the end right before we got on the ride but that is the only downside I've got about this ride is the operations. Man, they they were struggling when we
0: were there. Yeah, so I actually wrote that um, the the s- load times were slow and the load times changed in the park when we rode rides per different operators. So if there yeah. was a shift change every so often, I'm not sure some, some parks do like a 10 minute, 15, 30 minute change. You know, they kind of want to move everybody around to different, different positions. So I, I have no idea what Bush gardens is running, but when a different operator came, it was either more enjoyable, but you had to wait longer or vice versa. So when we were waiting in line, like you said, 250, 300 seconds for load uh to get, to get loaded and out the station, uh, when we were loading up, they had an operator change and we were on and gone within 120 seconds. I mean, less than two minutes, we were on and out. So um, I, I'm not sure what's, what's going on at Bush Gardens, but in at some attractions, they, they got to step it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think, I really do think it depends on the crew, just, you know, how much, cause I noticed whenever they did the change, it was the shift change right before we got on, I mean, the guy, he was constantly, so they have to look at the screen. The screen gives them like a green light per seat to let them know that like your thing is clicked in far enough. But on that screen, there's also a time that's telling you how long it's been since the last dispatch. Well, I noticed the new guy, I mean, he was staring a hole in that clock, just trying to get him out as fast as he could. And kudos to that guy, because that's nobody wants to wait a long time. And we didn't. We really only waited like 30 minutes to ride. But it should have been way less than that. I mean, it should have been 10 or
0: 15 minutes. So, anyways. Yeah. So, that's our notes as far as all the good we experienced at the park. We didn't do any Halloween stuff. It's not so much that we're anti-Halloween, but I'm anti-paying another $100 on top of my general admission ticket. I'm I'm just saying. Your boy is cheap. I ain't doing it um so we didn't get experience in Halloween stuff uh, other than that we got to check out some animals we didn't really see any shows but regardless that's some of the good stuff we had when we come back from the break I want to talk about some of the things we didn't like and if you're noticing that it's going to take a half an episode to explain the good and half episode to explain the bad you're gonna to want to stick around for that it is the thrill train we'll be right back now, the news of the week from thrilltrain.com. And it's time now for everyone's favorite segment of the Thrill Train podcast. It is the news. And it what seems to be like a very predictable move by a major corporation. The corn kid from TikTok. You remember, you know the song, it's corn. Okay.
1: It's a big one with knobs.
0: It's got the juice. Uh, He was featured inside the Nickelodeon universe inside the American Dream Mall. Tariq and his family got to spend the day at Nick Universe, and the front sign, the front entrance sign was plastered with his face, and you guessed it, a bunch of corn. Um hopefully this will convince guests to spend $89 to ride some coasters after buying a new $600 eee. purse maybe this is what's going to save the American Dream Mall over to Johnny hey, wouldn't that be something actually if the corn kid was the one that really saved the mall it's like a Wikipedia wild. stocks were really far down but the corn kid the signs are all <laughs> pointing corn kid he's back
1: Yep, so uh, I have got some news from Welsh uh, theme park Berry Island Pleasure Park. Uh, They have a new ride that is called Aerospace and it actually lost power in the middle of its run and left fans, not fans, left the riders stranded 214 feet in the air during the ride cycle and they were stuck there until they could get someone out to fix the ride. Now, this is coming from the Daily Star. dot uk. So this is the uh, UK news here, and they are saying they were stuck for an hour, 214 feet in the air on this ride. So that is some crazy stuff. Uh, sounds like a personal nightmare
0: for pretty much everybody on the planet.
1: So, I have <laughs> I feel sorry have- for the people that were. That were stuck up there.
0: I have irritable bowel syndrome. So an hour up in the air, scared, <laughs> strapped down with a lap bar pushed against my belly would be a bad day for
1: somebody. Yep, the guy who's repairing it is just like and we almost got it. <coughs>
0: oh, what is that?
1: <laughs> he would be he, he would be in for a rude awakening from Ryan. Um but thankfully they got it fixed, nobody was hurt, and everybody returned back to the earth with just a little emotional damage. So um, good good for them. They they got it fixed. So that is it for the news, and we're going to go back to the show. Welcome back to the Thrill Train Podcast. Here are your hosts, John and Ryan. Welcome back to the show, folks. You are listening to the Thrill Train Podcast. We're coming back from the break, and we have some... Bad things to go over on Busch Gardens Tampa. First half we talked about the good. Now we get to talk about what we did not like. And unfortunately, it's kind of it's not a long list, but it's, it's a <laughs> got, list. Yeah, well, we've got some stuff. And here's the deal. Let me preface all of this by saying Busch Gardens Tampa is a good park. Okay, they've got world-class attractions, it's clean, the you know animals are good, all the flowers and bushes and everything looks great landscaping looks good so it's a good park okay this is simply said out of i guess our passion about it we want them to improve and continue to get better and these are just some areas that we think they could improve upon so
0: with that being said kick us off ryan so First things first, when we got to the park, it was kind of anarchy getting in and out. But listen, honestly, guys, it can be anarchy getting in and out of your local gas station at five o'clock in the afternoon. So, I mean, I'm not going to hold that against them. What I am going to hold against them, and I don't care what anybody says and how parks need to make money. I know they need to make money, but can we talk about the price of parking at Bush Gardens? It was incredible. Yeah, it 30 like, bucks. Yeah. 30 bucks to 30 park a car. Bucks. That is the base general admission. That is not preferred VIP valet, nothing. The base general parking is 30 bucks. Now, I know some of you are wondering, well, surely Disney, surely so-and-so, they're around that price. Well, I spent last night looking up all different types of parking fees and everything at different parks around the US, North America, and some around the world. And if you don't mind, let's take a good 30 seconds to go over those, shall we? Let's do uh, it. Knott's Berry Farm. This one surprised me. We're going to go from cheapest to most expensive. Knott's Berry Farm parking is free for the first hour, and each hour after that is 10 bucks up to a maximum of 35 bucks. That is according to their website. I don't know. Some of these things may change, so don't base your trip based off what I'm saying. Um, some things may change, but according to their website, Berry Farm is free parking for an hour, up to thirty-five bucks at ten dollars an hour. Alton Towers is six pounds, which equates to around seven bucks US to park all day. Movie Park Germany is around eight bucks or eight euros. Ironically, at the time of this recording, they're exactly the same. So let's get back to America. You got Cedar Point and Wild Adventures down in Georgia. At fifteen bucks, so we're kind of getting up into a little bit of money here. Carol wins. Is at twenty bucks. Universal, Disney World, Great America, Kings Dominion, Dollywood, and Kings Island are all twenty-five bucks. So that's about about what you're going to pay. Um, I think the I think did I say the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. I think you I did. think yeah. Okay, the Magic Magic Kingdom's twenty-five bucks. Universal's twenty-six. Okay, 25, 26, about the same. And Great America's 30, except for if you go online and purchase it, you get 25 bucks. So all of those are around the same price. Then we get to the third most expensive on my list, which is Bush Gardens, Tampa, and Williamsburg, are both 30 bucks. They are the highest parking at a theme park that I got to research outside of California. So when you go, if you're packing a lunch and you're trying to watch how much you spend, it is the most expensive theme pack park. Uh, theme park parking. Theme say that three times fast. It is the most <laughs> expensive parking at a theme park outside of California. Uh Six Flags Magic Mountain is $40. Bucks. That's two $20 oh, bills to park man. at Magic Mountain. Disneyland, according to their own website, is $35 for the first hour. And ten dollars an hour after that up to seventy-five dollars to park. That is outrageous, dude. Seventy-five dollars. <laughs> what are you gonna do for an hour? You're gonna go to the park for you can't even get in and out in an hour. So why do they even offer the first hour? Seventy-five dollars to park in California. So if you just wipe California off and all the craziness they got going on. Just say that Busch Gardens, Tampa, and Williamsburg is the most expensive Um, because just California is just – they're losing it. So, luckily, Johnny came in clutch with (laughs) with a gold pass, and we got in for free. So, we actually got to have some lunch money.
1: Yeah. So, to be honest, because of the price of the parking, you really got to start considering that pass because, I mean – $30 $30 you save on parking. I mean, for those, you know, a couple of items that we got in the park, for food-wise, like, I mean, you get a discount on that. So if you're going to go at least just twice in a year, then, yeah, the pass makes a ton of sense. You're going to save money. And then you get a free guest ticket. So really, if you're planning on bringing a guest anyways, get the pass. You might as well. And then
0: you're just not even going
1: to have to worry about the parking.
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, if you're going once a month, if you're a family who lives in South Florida and you're going once a month and that's kind of like for Christmas, you got your kids passes. We'll take you once every month, once every six weeks, that 30 bucks. I mean, that's $400 a year you could be spending. So, I mean, just, just getting somebody in your family, getting a pass alone, like, like John said, um, you need to be looking into that. Um, this kind of goes with the theme of, the last half of this episode that I felt like everything at Bush Gardens was expensive. Now, I know what you're thinking. Ryan, it's a theme park. Everything's expensive. Yeah, but we we go to a lot of theme parks. And there's theme park expensive. There's Disney expensive. And then I feel like there's Busch Gardens expensive. I don't yeah, know what It felt happened. like it was,
1: it was more expensive
0: than even like a Disney or Universal. It really, it really was pricey. It really was. So I messed up and I didn't take pictures of the menus um in, in any of the 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 menus of the restaurants we went in but I did go online to their mobile order system and looked at some things and at w- the food selection we're definitely going to get into in a minute but it at, at a couple restaurants that we went to and and, and I kind of looked at online there were some menu items that I just I just wonder why there's three chicken tenders and waffle fries for fifteen dollars. We're talking frozen flash fried chicken tenders from the grocery store and some waffle fries for 15 bucks. A fountain drink is over five bucks after tax. A bacon cheeseburger is 17 bucks. Uh, let's see here. So a PB and J kids meal. it is uh, it comes with a drink and some carrots is ten dollars and that's an uncrustable by the way. It's not like they're back there hand <laughs> oh crushing the peanuts and all that. No, it's it's an uncrustable <laughs> they got from Sam's or Costco. So ten, I mean $10. imagine
1: taking your family here and you're like, let's say you got a family of four. And you're like, all right, little Johnny, what you want? I want the chicken tenders. Okay, all right. That's going to be, you know, $17. Uh, little Sally, what you want? I want a PB&J. Okay, that's another $10. Me and my wife, we want, you know, the the sandwich is going to be another $40. for But, I mean, I, I, I'm serious. I, I don't know how families do it. Because one, obviously, you got to get in the park, but two, I mean, these families are spending a hundred dollars.
0: Oh, on just
1: eating mediocre food. I couldn't it's find crazy. the price.
0: I, I couldn't find the price of the barbecue sandwich you and I ate, but I want to say it was $15, 16 bucks. Uh, it the, was fifteen ninety nine. The okay, so sixteen bucks. The chicken meal, the which is like a leg quarter with fries that your wife got was eighteen dollars, eighteen yeah. bucks. So, I haven't even gotten to the bad part yet. There's two bad parts to this. One is that, okay, you're not that hungry, or maybe you brought a sandwich and you want to get some sides. Or you're trying to watch your weight, or you're you're a little dehydrated. Just get a fruit cup, okay? Fruit is not super cheap, but, you know, big deal. You're going to spend it. Okay, a fruit cup is six bucks. It was the smallest cup I think you can legally consider a cup before it's in shot glass territory yeah. <laughs> we did the it math was, we did the, the math glass. and i think the markup it's like a 300 hundred dollar or 400 hundred dollar markup on a watermelon i mean yeah. it was the it was literally i could fit it in the palm of my hand for six bucks Yeah,
1: what a huge ripoff, man. I mean, it was outrageous. Yeah, we we looked at it, and we were like, what do you think one of those cups is? And we kind of figured it up loosely. I mean, literally, they're charging anywhere from $300 to $400 total for one watermelon, which is just outrageous.
0: You can get, like, six baby carrots in one of these cups, five or six if they fit, and a packet of ranch at the whatever ketchup counter for five dollars that's a dollar a baby carrot you can get a whole bag for a dollar 99 it's insane so the markup okay so that's the bad stuff all the little sides all the everything i think i got a side of fries for like eight bucks we spent some money even with your discount at the park on food that we're gonna get to in a second of what the food quality was like but i don't know if you noticed this i didn't grab a picture of it but i wanted to bring this up did you notice in every food venue, food snack place, and store there was a little sticker? Did you read the sticker? No. The sticker said, "On top of, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but but the the gist of what I'm saying is accurate. That in in addition to the purchase price, a five dollar surcharge and taxes are included. Not five or uh, excuse me, excuse me, five percent. I'm sorry." Let me get that right. In addition to the purchase price, sales tax and a five percent surcharge will be added to all items. Is this is this a Chevy dealership? Like what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Like their way of tipping their workers or something? Like what is? I have no idea. But if you bought a shirt, a coffee mug, some gems, some chicken, whatever, everything I just told you five ninety nine, six ninety nine, however much per carat. That does not include tax, and it does not include a five percent surcharge, whatever that is. It didn't say what it is at every sales kiosk.
1: Yeah, that that is crazy because the prices are already high enough. I mean, they, they're high, so I don't know what that's about. But it just gotta, goes along with the theme. I mean, everything was
0: super expensive. They got to make that money to pay RMC for the rest of the <laughs> rest of the. The Iron yeah. guazi, I guess they having to make some money. So that is a big <laughs> negative I had this weekend. Was that ho- we were kind of hoping, oh well, we've already got our passes, you know, we, we got a place to stay. We're gonna shoot down there, spend a little money, grab some pizza, and go on about the way. And we <clears throat> we we spent some money, uh, which brings me to another point that the food at Bush Gardens, quite frankly, it sucks. Yeah, uh, the food selection was not that good. Okay, there was pizza. There was churros. There was popcorn. There was pretzels, chicken tenders, burgers, you, the stuff you expect at a park or a uh, you know a fair. That kind of stuff. No signature food, and we're not we're not talking Six Flags here. We're talking Anheuser Bush corporate money here can be spent on this park. The selection was luster. and then. John and I for lunch went to the place we just said, you know, with the chicken and the salad and all that, and uh, we got barbecue sandwiches. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, guys, it was the worst barbecue sandwich I've ever had, and I'm not exaggerating. It's and yeah. I know barbecue, I know, I know it's not going to be world class barbecue. We're in a theme park. It, it was borderline inedible, honestly.
1: Yeah. It, I, to be honest I took two bites of my sandwich and I was like I can't do this anymore but it was kind of disappointing because we were going through the line and I don't know if it was just my stomach talking or what but when I first looked and laid
0: eyes on the sandwich I was thinking yeah, it
1: kind of looks like a pretty
0: good sandwich honestly yeah it looked fine yeah, honestly it looked fine the pictures looked fine the actual sandwich yeah. in front of me when I picked it up looked fine and smelled fine but yeah yeah the smells were fine so I was like nah I think this is going
1: to be you know a pretty, pretty good sandwich so, I mean, we were all starving by this point. So we go and sit down and uh I mean I took the first bite in that thing and I was like, this tastes bad. Really bad. And you Ryan gotta give was it like, another yeah. one.
0: You gotta give it another bite. Yep. You don't know. Yep. I was like,
1: yeah, okay. So maybe that was just a weird piece or something. So I go in for bite number two and I put it down and I was like, this ain't it. I don't know. I don't know what this is, but it ain't it. And I quit. I mean, I probably ate a quarter of my sandwich max. Um, and just when you're paying the prices you're paying, you really would at least like to be able to finish your food. And I promise guys, we're not super picky. Like it's not like we're too good to eat theme park food. No,
0: we, we are not. We will put down picky. some trash. I'll tell you right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Your boy will suck down some chef Boy RD and say that was good in oh in yes, no time. Spaghettios is fine dining, all right, but
1: yeah, it was so bad, and you know, you just paid all that money, you're like, what the heck, and uh, to be quite frank, I, I said we were really hungry when we got there, I mean, we were starving, well, we had to walk halfway around the park to even find the restaurant, because there's only like two legit restaurants in the whole park. The rest of it's like a hot dog or a churro or a pretzel, you know, but actual legitimate food, there's only like two places.
0: Yeah. And and it's not that we're too good to eat a hot dog, but honestly, we really were looking for a place to sit down in the air conditioner was the main thing. Right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like you said, go ahead. Yeah. So, and like Ryan said, like people have realized that food. Is an attraction. I think we've said that in a previous podcast. Bingo, bingo. Food, food is an attraction. In Bush Gardens, is missing out on that. Even Wild Adventures, when we went down to it in Valdosta, they've got some, you know, feature food items that you know they've got on their menu. We didn't eat them, so I don't know how good they are. But at least they're offering something. Bush Gardens, they're like, well, we got the hot dog, hamburger, and barbecue sandwich. What you want? And th- there was just nothing. There was nothing,
0: and I I just feel like... There is a Chick-fil-A, but you want to talk about expensive fast food? It is at least double the price of what you would normally pay at a Chick-fil-A. And like you said, food's an attraction. Why am I... We got a Chick-fil-A. I got a Chick-fil-A a a mile up the road from my house. Why am I going to go to Tampa, drive by 40 Chick-fil-A's to go to one inside a theme park? Uh, Where
1: they have a limited menu and they're going to charge you double the price. Like who? Okay, well yeah,
0: exactly. The, but but to be honest, I mean, we haven't tried
1: the pizza place, but I'm just saying, out of what we have eaten at Bush Gardens, Chick Fil A is <laughs> probably your best bet. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just going to tell you that <laughs> exactly. Probably your safest option. But that's just to me, that's a huge missed opportunity for Bush Gardens because they could have. I know they could afford to have a good restaurant that had good quality food. And they were, you know, they'd be like, oh, this is the, you know, flying eagle, uh, whatever, pancake or something. I don't know. That's a yeah, terrible yeah. example. Yeah, no, whatever.
0: But- yeah, something. Yeah. I'd eat, a, I'd eat a pancake over what we had. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could do something. And it just, uh, that barbecue sandwich was nasty. <laughs> it was bad. So, I have in some of my notes that safe food, one thing I typically don't eat is barbecue. Um, but, you know... Gosh, yeah, Iron Gwazi popcorn chicken. Your boy would have sucked down some popcorn chicken in no time. <laughs> you know that stuff you get from the back of Walmart? That's good stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean anything, literally anything. So big big downgrade there. Yeah, I feel really like the, the barbecue sandwich we had, and just to not beat a dead horse, but it tasted like if someone invented a computer or a machine, that could make meat out of thin air using just electricity. You know, it just, you did teleporter technology. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like what a com- what you described a barbecue sandwich to a computer like. Like if a computer okay. just had to Google on the internet, what is a barbecue sandwich taste like, and printed it like, three, like a 3D printed barbecue sandwich in another country. And then you tried it and you're like, okay, I, I can taste there's meat in this. I'm not sure it's pork, and I can taste it. There's (laughs) something brown that looks like barbecue sauce, and this looks like bread, but this doesn't taste like... I mean, I would have eaten a McRib... Way before I ate that sandwich, again. <laughs> and you know a McRib ain't meat. That's some kind of concoction from a lab. So. It is eggshells or something. It is rice and dirt or something. I don't know what it is, but I'd have ate that. So, anyways, not to get super long winded in the episode. To echo what Jonathan said, um, they got to do better in the food. They got they got to do better in that. Now they did have some food options. For uh Halloween, but that was only available during Halloween. So if I can give you a tip as far as the food, it is don't get any at the park. Bring your own. You're gonna save a lot of calories, a lot of headache. It's gonna be on demand and you're gonna save a lot of money. Or if you're dead set, you're like, you know what, I, I'm doing a solo trip, it's just me. How bad can it be? I just want a slice of pizza. They do have mobile order, and I had to mobile order a drink because the line was so long in some places. They were taking so long to spit some stuff out, and I needed a Diet Coke, so I had to mobile order, and it only took a few minutes. It took three to five minutes while y'all were waiting on another ride. Um, so they do have mobile order, and it does work. So that's uh, that's what I can leave you with on that.
1: Yeah. So we had our bad lunch, and when I said lunch, we are eating it at like 3 o'clock. I mean, it was... It was middle of the afternoon. We had that. And then the they kept pushing the thunderstorms back. And at this point they were saying, ah, maybe five, maybe six is when they're gonna roll in. So really the only last two rides we wanted to do in the park was Tigris, which is the um Skyrocket 2 clone um, by Premier Rides. And then Sheikra, which is their BM dive coaster. Those were the last two ones that we wanted to do. And those were right there right beside where we were so, me and my wife and Ryan's wife, uh, Ryan's wife yep, went to... Yeah, my wife. Yeah, your wife. <laughs> your wife went to go ride Tigris, and we were standing in line. We were probably there for 15 minutes, and we were about to get on. And then they shut it down for inclement weather. So, we were sitting in line, maybe kind of waiting it out. And we looked at the phone, and the, the radar did not look good. It was not looking great. And so... They closed the park early at 6 because they've got their Halloween event that goes on at night, which is a separately ticketed event. So we really didn't have that much time anyways, and it just did not look like the weather was going to cooperate. So we just decided to leave. Um, So we went back and met up with Ryan and went to the parking lot to get in the car to leave. And this brings us to another another bad point, and uh, that is that Preferred parking is good when you're going in the park, but when everybody's trying to leave at the same time and it's a one-lane road trying to get
0: out of the parking lot,
1: it is not good. Yeah, when it you're the furthest good.
0: when you're the furthest from the exit, you're the closest to the entrance to the park, but you're the closest from the exit of the parking lot. I think we sat there 30 minutes and didn't move. I mean, I just put the car in park. I said, just put something on, put a podcast on or something. We're not even we're not even moving. I mean, I, we didn't even see any cars moving. So that was pretty bad.
1: It was bad. I mean, it was everybody just sitting there and people are getting antsy. You know how people get whenever it's bumper to bumper, nobody's moving. People just kind of start squeezing their way in spots. They really shouldn't be trying to get in. And so people are kind of getting rude. And it was just a cluster. I mean, it was not good. And there was it was every man for himself if you want me to be honest there was nobody directing traffic or anything like that so that was just very inefficient not good um <laughs> i mean i i feel like it's probably normally not quite like that because we caught it when literally everybody was trying to leave at the same time so i i feel like it's probably normally not like that but it's got to be like that sometimes so they need to have a better plan in place than what we experienced because it was bad that's probably the worst i've ever experienced out of any theme park i've ever been to
0: honestly. honestly yeah i mean you know we if we go to a smaller park um we typically don't stay till they till they close and i know it was a double whammy it was kind of a triple whammy it was raining the park was closing and they have a lot of people coming in for their other ticketed event their their halloween stuff so i mean it was a triple whammy but in their defense i feel like th- i needed more signage i needed more place to show where our parking was they said follow the blue line but the blue line's kind of faded so we couldn't even yeah. see it and <laughs> yeah. then it's and then it's raining it's not a fluorescent blue line so anyways yeah they 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 need to do better on um, parking and, and exits and stuff like that. Um, one more thing I do want to bring up before we kind of wrap it up here is that uh, just getting to the car was tough. They can't really fix this, so I, I shouldn't even complain about this. I'm just, I'm just telling you guys so that you know when you're planning a trip to Bush Gardens, which we still recommend, um, the park is almost like two parks. There's the front half and the back half, and it doesn't matter which way you go you're going to be huffing it out to get to one side or the other. Um, the park is very big. It seems very spread out. So the walk from the left side of the Iron Guazi all the way over to, uh, you know, the, the the barbecue area past Sesame Street, I, we kept walking and walking and walking. In the sun, uphill, we're tired. It felt like a long walk. So coming back, when it is getting ready to rain, we got to get to our car, you better tighten your laces up. Better strap on your Nikes because you're gonna be you're gonna be walking. So just keep that in mind if you're pushing strollers or if you've got a kid that's I'm tired. I don't want to walk anymore. Pick me up. <laughs> you, you know you're like Frank. I don't want to pick you up, kid. Just stay here.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a haul, man. That I don't know what the total size is of the place, but it's it's a big park and it is spread out. So yeah, I mean. It was a bad situation for us because it did start raining and we we're trying to get from the back all the way to the parking lot. And I mean, it's a haul. So there's really, and there's really no direct route in right in between. It's kind of like a, <laughs> you gotta, gotta go out of the way to get to the front. Uh, yeah, that it is tough. So just keep that in mind. If
0: you've never been, you're gonna do some walking. So very good. Very good. I think that about wraps up we got one more little segment, but I think that wraps up everything I've got to say about Busch Gardens, unless you've got uh, uh, one more thing to wrap up. No, no, Busch Gardens is a good park. Great rides,
1: uh, operations could be a little better. Food is not good, just know that. And uh, you know, parking is is fine. It is what it is, but um, we like it though. It's a good park. I would definitely recommend going. So uh, yeah, that wraps up our experience. At Bush Gardens,
0: yeah. If you're if you're gonna go and you've got a family, you need to be looking into a pass. One of you get a big pass, a, a high pass. The rest of you kind of get smaller passes. You're gonna save on parking. Bring your own food. You're gonna save a lot of money and a lot of headache. And uh, strap on your Nikes and bring some water. So it's gonna be good. All right. So that wraps up our Bush Gardens update. Now we talked about having this uh, this new addition to the show, the new segment to the show added last week. I guess we're gonna call it what grinds my gears, because let me tell you, every time I think about this stuff, it really grinds my gears. And here we go to end the show. What grinds my gears? Shrinkflation. Okay, duh. That's gonna that's going to uh, <laughs> it's gonna grind my gears. But here's a new one, and I don't, it doesn't have a name yet. So we had shrink, we have inflation. So you get the normal stuff for a higher price. It costs you more. You got shrinkflation, which means you get everything for the same price. None of the price goes up, but what you actually get goes down. What do you call when I go into a gas station and they won't let me buy a two-pack of Reese's anymore? The forced economies of scale. I only want two Reese's. I don't want four. I'm already overweight. I just want to eat the one, actually, but you make me buy four. What is this called? And how can I get it to stop grinding my gears? (laughs) That's that's called fatflation, my friend. <laughs> that, is, that is called It Grinds My Gears. Okay, we were just talking <laughs> earlier about Lil Debbie's, and we're not going to get into that. because Oh, the, no, oh the, we will. The conversation <laughs> you and I had is for another episode of What Grinds My Gears. But if you go to the gas station and you want a fudge round, fudge rounds are good. Nope, can't get them. You have to get the double-decker fudge round now. They're forcing economies of scale on everybody and I want it to stop. You hear me?
1: Well, here's the deal. I, I honestly feel like if you're if you're making a certain margin on your product but you can you know if you can double the amount of product and uh, but it's in the same packaging, you're gonna reduce your cost of packaging and then
0: also increase your margin. But I don't want a four pack of Reese's. I don't want a but Reese's. You're still buying it, more. aren't you? Aren't you buying it? No, I didn't. I didn't. That's the point I'm trying to make. I went into the gas station. I got my little Sprite Zero because I'm skinny and I don't drink any sugar. No oh. caffeine, no sugar. I'm so skinny. Look at me. Anyways, I got, I was like, <laughs> Let me get some. let me get some chocolate. A Reese's, that's a classic. What do they have? A Reese's Kit Kat. A Reese's Take Five. A Reese's with M&M's inside. A Reese's with tater chips on the inside. A Reese's that looks like a a Hershey's bar. A Reese's that looks like a Hershey's Kiss. A double-decker. A triple-decker. A king-size with six in there, by the way. They sell a six-pack now and a four-pack. The most common thing you give is a four-pack, which is the family pack. Guess what? It's just me, playa. I don't need four Reese's. I don't need two. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need two. I just want the one. But no, I can't buy the two-pack. I have to buy the four-pack.
1: I think they sell just the one. It's like the King Cup or whatever, but it's just one. I don't want the King (laughs) Cup. I don't want
0: the King Cup. I want the one regular, run-of-the-mill little cup. Not the baby cup, not the shot glass I just want the two-pack. But no, because of the economy and all the politics involved, they're going to force the economies to scale on me to buy the four-pack. And you know what I bought? I bought a one-pack of York Peppermint Patties because it had a green label that says less fat. And I'm skinny, so that's what happened.
1: <laughs> hey, York Peppermint Patties are good. and that, But see, here's the deal. York Peppermint Patties, they've always been selling in one of the one-packs. They've always just become one you know you're at the cracker barrel oh they got a little bucket right beside it buy a york patty for 25 cents or whatever the heck and the fact it's called a patty i don't, uh, I don't know yeah I like let, that. that that sounds kind of kind of tough for those of you who aren't from the south we call patties Cow turds, right? So the cow takes a little dump, and we call it a cow patty.
0: Cow patty. You go out there. You want to make you a fire out there, Sonny? Go pick up one of them dry cow patties and put it under your fire. <laughs> I didn't it's say bad. roast your marshmallows. I just said you're cold and you need a fire. That's good. That's good Ryan's like, you want to add some flavor to that, Spore? <laughs> Get it over to patty. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the barbecue sandwich I ate at Bush Gardens was Smokies <laughs> and Cow Patties. I'm telling you right.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it tasted like. They're like, how do we add more flavor
0: to this <laughs> mediocre barbecue sandwich? I, somebody fire up the patty. <laughs> go, go, go to the kangaroo pit go to the gator pit and get all the patties you can and we're going to smoke them bad boys and somebody's like wait a minute we said we, when we say flavor we mean good flavor not just any flavor you can think of oh well I've been serving time in prison that's the only flavor I know <laughs> anyways so that wraps it up uh, any final thoughts and I'll let you uh, carry us out of the episode today Yep, so this has
1: been the seventh episode. We've had a lot of fun making all of them so far, and we love feedback. So if you have any feedback, please let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you think we can improve upon, any areas that you would like to see us do better. So we would love to hear from you. Be sure to reach out to us. Uh, We have a contact form on our website, thethrilltrain.com, where you can reach out to us. We've got all of our social media, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, Facebook. We have a YouTube channel, Thrill Train, uh, where we've been uploading some some good videos and we've got some, some more good stuff on the way. So we've got a lot going on right now and of course we can improve upon some stuff. So y'all just be sure to reach out to us. Let us know if you're enjoying this, what we can do better. We truly appreciate you guys listening to this and we hope you are enjoying it. So for Ryan, I'm John. This has been episode seven of the thrill train podcast. And we are out. Thank you for listening to the thrill train podcast. You can find links to any of our citations or information about this episode in the show notes. Until next time, keep it long.